Welcome to Health Creators, where we discuss new creations in healthcare and building the future of health innovation. This is Liv. I'm a health tech founder in the clinical trial space, and I'm joined here today by Alana Chohan, Director of Business Development at Medible, where she brings decentralized clinical trials to pharma globally. How far away are we from like a, a, a system that actually changes things, right? Um, I think the hardest thing within this industry is that pharma is so risk adverse mm. that you hear it all the time. Um, when COVID came, suddenly they had to use technology, so everyone bounced on it and they were, they were loving it. And now COVID's died down again, and I feel like pharma's almost just bouncing right back to what yeah. it was used to before, um, going back to paper ways of doing things instead of utilizing technology. Do you think so? Yeah. Like post-COVID, they were like, that's great. It's kind of like remote work, right? Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, we love remote work because we have to. (laughs) And then now that COVID's over, they're like, okay, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Do you kind of see that where it's like, hey, we adopted all of this like um, technology because patients literally could not come mm-hmm. to hospitals, right? Yeah. Um, and now that they can, they're like, okay, like... Yeah, exactly. Now they're kind of like, oh, but mm. the paper that we were using before to consent the patients, that worked fine. So we're just yeah. going to go back to it. Um, and it's kind of like, Ugh, but we were doing so well. <laughs> like, it feels like that two years just wasn't quite enough time to yeah. solidify farmers' um, belief and trust in technology. Because uh, they're just so used to doing what they've always known. Um, so that's the the conversations I have day to day are about, but paper's working fine for us. Why should we use technology? Really? Yeah. Still? Still, especially within yeah. Europe. So I look after um, majority of Europe, APAC mm. and the Middle East uh, in terms of my client base. So in the US, they're very technology driven. Farmer in the yeah. US, they're a lot more willing to sort of um, to adopt technology. But in Europe, there's definitely, and there's regulatory concerns. Um, each regulatory body has different advice. Um, so different areas have different regulations. And then that adds another level of complexity where confusion occurs, where some people think, oh, you can't use that in France. When you can, in a certain way. Mm. So it adds a whole other layer of complexity complexity that the regulatory bodies in each country are not aligned yeah they all have different ways of doing things um so, so do you have like a cheat code yeah you, you kind of can't even have a cheat code mm. um especially when i look at I, I look after apac as well apac's another ball game like you start looking mm. at china and the way that they are only ela- data can't leave the soil the data has to stay there so your servers have to be chinese servers basically basically and you also have mm. to have staff on the ground um, if there's any issues so that's yeah again very different um so yeah there's so many different things that people are like oh is it worth the hassle well you staff on the ground so in order for you know a site in china to adopt medible medible would have to hire someone to actually go to the site or or to just to be there just in case really yeah it's a it's very like it's in, it's not just medible it's it's every yeah, sort of technology provider um and interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's where a lot of the issues come. And they're also culturally, mm. I mean, de- like decentralized clinical trials, are they as culturally accepted in APAC where a lot of people want to go and see their doctor? True. So there's like a whole other 
um, culture around seeing doctors, exactly. right? Um, like, it's a different experience um, because I have friends who are physicians in the UK and uh, Europe, mm -hmm. and the way you treat going to the doctor and the way you treat doctors in general is yeah. very different. And I don't know if you found this where it's like, hey, um, usually in Asia, it's like, you have so much respect, right? Yes. It's like, it's almost like kiss the ground they're walking on <laughs> kind of respect, right? Oh, it's so 100%. And it's not that kind of vibe in, in Europe. Yeah. No, and I mean, I, I personally, I'm Indian, so that respect, it comes from like childhood where it's the stereotype, mm. but your parents want you to be a doctor. Like, yeah. it comes from that. And then they're so respected and everyone looks forward to seeing their doctor. And yeah. Um, and in a lot of like local, like smaller villages, if we're talking about diverse populations, that doctor is a pillar of their community. Mm. That's somebody that they would go to, somebody they know personally too. Yeah. So yeah, they want to go in and see them. Um, so it's like the the healer. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that's another interesting yeah. conversation when mm. it comes to including these diverse populations. Um, is there's a huge cultural shift that yeah, it's it's completely different to. Um, the US or the UK um, so if we're struggling to implement in the UK in other European countries yeah how is technology going to be adapted in these more diverse populations where it's even more needed to get mm. these patients um, and participants to join the trials so that's where I'm always like okay what's going to be done when you're at this basically negotiating table yeah. um, with these different stakeholders from all around the world, what are like the, the key differences you see, right? In, in, well, you talked about how the US adopts technology faster, but, but other than that, in terms of personality, is there, are there key differences Com when you're sitting there? Completely different, uh, completely mm. different. And I think this is something that as a, in business development, um, you have to really understand is, especially in Europe, it's not just Europe, the continent, it's Europe with 20, 20 odd countries. Yeah. And each country is so different in their culture, how their personality, how they want to be sold to, yeah. um, how they don't want to be sold to. Like you can't use the same language everywhere. Um, and then APAC again is, is very, very different. Um, Israel, for example, is very much based on building relationships mm. there, personal relationships. Yeah. Um, the same with the Nordics, because everyone there knows each other, you know? There's a small mm. like village of companies there, then everyone moves from company to company. So it's word of mouth, it's building relationships. Whereas you could go to the UK and they're a lot more open to somebody they've never met before. Yeah. Um, and then Switzerland can be quite harsh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if you get in there and if you do a good job and they trust you, then... They'll, they're quite loyal. They're very loyal. Um, so each country, I would say, has their own personality. And that's something that you have to learn and adapt as you go as to how to speak to that personality. Are, are there countries that, you know, as like a non-white female, you just, you know that you won't be able to close? Um, I would say that I struggle with the Middle East mm. because traditionally over there, women and women have obviously been a, a brown woman as well mm. um they don't have the same rights over there in asia right mm -hmm. in asian culture 
women are taught to be submissive, <laughs> yes. quiet, you know, like don't speak too loud. You're not a man, yeah. right? And yeah. it's like all of these little indoctrinations to yes. say like, hey, like how can how can we really, uh, you know, put Asian women at the forefront when every day um, young girls um, in Asia are still being taught, hey, uh, shh. Yes, 100%. And there's still a big, um, in the Indian community, I, so I just turned, well, I'm 25, and um, you turn 25 and everyone's like, so when are you going to get married? Mm. Nobody is asking me about my career. Like, yeah. it's always, when are you going to get married? When are you going to settle down? When are you going to have children? And I'm like... There's so much more to me as a an Asian woman yeah. than marrying, having kids and, and doing that. Um, but that's the path that sadly still a lot of Asian women feel they have to take because it's culturally still quite embedded. I feel there is a bit of a shift now. Yeah. Um, it's slowly, there's a bit more rebellion, <laughs> which I love. Um, mm. Coming from India and seeing how the disparity between health there, between mm. the rich and the poor is just like something you've never seen. Health care doesn't exist if you don't have money. In India? In India, it mm. just doesn't. Um, and clinical trials are just not accessible. That if you don't have a doctor or someone that's gonna refer you to a clinical trial, they've got no idea they exist or where to go to have access to them. Um, and so for the incurable diseases where patients have to take part in clinical studies, they basically just they don't know that a clinical trial's happening, so mm. they don't take part in them. Um, some of these people may have not been to the doctor in years. They've got diagnosed when they were really sick, and then that's it. Um, and these are huge populations, millions of people yeah. that just don't have access. 